Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. I am your host Viz and we have three very special guests today. We have director Alvrek Bursell, producer Jeffrey Allard, and star Natalia Dominguez with us from the upcoming film The Alternate, which is being released on DVD and digital Tuesday, September 6th. Welcome to all three of you. How are you guys doing today? Very good. And just quick correction, it's actually going to be out on the, the 13th, uh, not the 6th. We had a little snafu on ah, our dates. Okay. So one more week of anticipation for the film. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's a great film. I saw it and I loved it. And we're going to get into it right now. Now, I want to start with Alric. Now, you wrote the screenplay. You directed it. Uh, like we were talking about just before we went live, this whole notion of the multiverse uh, doppelgangers is becoming really popular in storytelling in today's world. But the alternate is told from a very unique perspective and standpoint. What was your inspiration for writing this story? Well, um, I was looking for my first feature to make, basically, and I had been writing a movie for um, a couple months that uh, I basically realized was going to be too expensive. Like it just wasn't going to happen um, with uh, for my first features, and we take ten million dollars. I was like, "There's no way I can raise this kind of money." Uh, so I was starting to think, and it also had an alternate dimension and a portal in it. Uh, but on the other side of the portal, it was a monster, not you know, not what it is in, in the actual movie that we made. Uh, so I started thinking about like, okay, well, what's the scariest thing that I can imagine on the other side of the portal that's not um, a monster? And I just thought of the worst version of myself and like <laughs> like the most evil version of me would be the worst thing uh, that I could see on the other side. So I kind of started with that idea. I wrote the ending of the movie first. Uh, that That is the ending of the, of the final. And then I worked my way back to that point. And, and one thing that's worth noting is when i wrote this uh, this was back in like 2014 so like so much multiverse stuff hadn't been made yet no um I, i'd written this idea like i beat cheated the whole thing out and then i was like okay has anyone come up with an idea yet and then i went and I, online and i watched the trailers for um enemy by denny villeneuve yeah. which uh had was coming out in like two months and then also uh i think it's called the double um with jesse eisenberg yeah. and there was two doppelganger movies that i was like oh my god they're already they've already made my movie it's already happened <laughs> and then of course i went to the theater saw both those movies and they weren't nothing at all like the movie i was writing and working exactly. on so i kind of felt very safe um and it's actually just been exciting like over the years to see so much uh, multiverse and multidimensional stuff becoming uh, popular like Rick and Morty and the way the Marvel movies have gone and the DC movies have gone and everything. It's all this multiverse stuff. Yeah. And it's really cool that the alternate gets to be a part of that. You know, people are just really fascinated by the theory. Now, Jeffrey, how did you come to meet Alric and your involvement in the alternate? How did that come sure. to be? Yeah, we're, we're both from the San Francisco Bay Area, so we're kind of neighbors. Uh, Natalia is as well. And uh, I was introduced to Ulrich through my attorney. And he was, he's been working, he had been working on this project quite a while, trying to get it off the ground. And I think, I guess it was 2017, which you reminded me, where we were introduced and we, we kind of reset uh, and really started working on crowdfunding this and finding the financing together. And uh, next thing you knew, we were shooting this. So we did this on a very tight budget. So we actually shot it at my house 
Wow. And my neighbor's house. So everything you see in the basement is actually my carport that we converted into a set. And then the practical house is one of my buddies since high school. And he loaned us his house and became an executive producer. And we shot the exterior and interior of the practical house at his house. And then we shot the rest in pretty much my neighbor and throughout the Bay Area. So uh, that that's actually kind of surprising to me because watching this film, I never, I thought it, I, I'd put it in the medium budget range, n definitely not in the low budget range. And that's a testament to you guys. Now, let's talk about Chris, okay? Uh, Natalia's character, Chris. Uh, Ulrich, I don't know if this is how he was intending Chris to come across, but when it comes to the relationship between Chris and Jake, uh, Chris holds, at least in my opinion, a lot of resentment towards Jake. Um, is it because she just doesn't respect him, sees him as not taking the initiative to just go out and go for his dream. What was your take on her character? Um, for me or oh, for I'm, Natalia? This is for Natalia. I wanted to okay, go, find go, Natalia's go. take on the character of Chris and what was her relationship like with Jake? So for for Chris, um, we're talking about the Chris uh, that that worked so much. Um, I think I think she, I, my perspective for Chris was, um, I mean, she was fed up. She's like, do something. I'm working two jobs here. We don't have a family. We don't have a home. Um, we haven't been able to start our lives like adults because you can't get it together. Um, so I, in, in some ways, I don't know that I would use the word resentment and maybe there was a little resentment, mm -hmm. but I did, I definitely played Chris with, she held a lot of resentment towards him, um, because she, she couldn't, you know, she was at that age where she's like, I'm ready to start a family. Do you think that at that point, first Chris, you know, real, let's call out the real world, Chris. Real Chris. Right. Yeah. Do you think she had <laughs> completely lost all respect for Jake? I think she was getting there. Yeah. I think she was definitely getting there. And then finding out that he was dipping into this alternate world and falling and basically cheating on her. I mean, whether or not it was the better version of her or not. I mean, he's testing the waters with someone else, you know, or fantasizing about having a life with someone else, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, definitely. I think she was angry. She was frustrated and yeah, I would say she, she, was, she was about, yeah, I mean, it, it, it totally came through and how she really, anything he said, she just didn't take it seriously. She's like, you know, I have to work and it comes out in her interactions and conversations with Jake. Now, Ulrich, this, uh, what makes this movie unique in the perspective I was talking about earlier is that, you know, what if we got a glimpse of our doppelganger in another, in a parallel universe or whatever and it is what we had always wanted to be when we were growing up what we had hoped to become and i think that's what this film addresses uh do you agree with that is that the fundamental theme that you want people to walk away with after watching this movie well i don't think that's part of it you know like that jake is this like 
alt Jake is an ideal idealized version of Jake, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's done all the things that Jake wishes he had done. Like he's, he's, he's checked those boxes that Jake has been struggling to check and failing for many, many years. And, you know, Jake's kind of has a self-loathing side to him. I think that like, you know, he just really isn't happy with where he is and his place in the world. And then when he sees that there is a version of him who has done this and like achieved these goals that he has not been able to do, Mm -hmm. like rather than being like, oh my God, like it is within me, I can do these things. He says, oh no, like I did do them. let me take the, the the rewards from that. So I really tried to make this movie about someone who is completely entitled to these, these spoils mm-hmm. that he hasn't at all worked for and doesn't even understand the sacrifice and the commitment and like the dedication that it takes to, to have those things and just decides to, to take them for himself and just take the easy route, you know? Yeah. And then, what we see is the result of someone who has no respect or, or, or comprehension for the, that kind of responsibility or those kinds of um, that kind of hard work, really. Absolutely. You know? Now, Jeffrey, I want to hear your perspective on this. Um, the way I saw it, there is no good Chris, good Jake, bad Jake, bad Chris. They're all a product of their life's uh, decisions. Okay the decisions they've made throughout their whole lives are who they are at this present time and moment. Uh, Do you agree with that? And, you know, real world Jake seeing what he could have become if he had a little bit more initiative just makes him really bitter inside. Yeah, I I do agree with that. And, and Ulrich can share, I mean, he wrote the story. So um, I guess Ulrich is now becoming alt Jake, thanks to the alternate, <laughs> but uh, the good Jake, that's for sure. Um, absolutely. So, you know, I think uh, Jake, you know, you know, I call him, he was kind of a bit of a slacker, kind of taking shortcuts. And, uh, you know, when he finally saw the others, what he could have been, he was also taking the shortcut there. Yeah. And uh it just goes to, you know, the moral of the story, the shortcuts don't pay. No. And he he became a little bit obsessed with that or totally obsessed with that. And he he was a villain in, in the movie. Um, you know, when I originally read the script, it started out with him not being quite that person. But, uh, you know, at the very end, you saw his true colors came out. And that's yes. who he was. And Ulrich, let's talk about the ending. You mentioned that you sort of wrote this starting with the ending and worked your way back. Uh, up until the ending, this was a pure science fiction movie. Uh, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Was there ever any intent for this to be more into the horror realm? Yeah, I mean, I, I always kind of think of it as like a sci-fi thriller with horror elements, you know, and I think there's a lot of stuff that we do throughout the movie that kind of plays up sort of that horror angle. You know, kind of in that way where you're like, is it going to turn south? Like, is it going to be bad? Like sort of trying to amp up that tension without actually really revealing what's going to happen and what's what's going to be next, you know? Um, And we definitely have some moments of like, you know, like violence and intensity throughout the movie. um, But it all kind of builds up to the ending. And I think, you know, most people 
no one guesses the ending. The ending is I a complete not, shocker. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really, I really love that I, I've always caught people with that. And usually people just love it and they just are thrilled, um, you know, when we get to the end, which is like, it's like my favorite part of the whole movie and like what I've really been holding on to this whole time because I, I kind of got pressured. Um, not by anybody on this call, but in, from some other people to like cut the ending and change it and oh, like not right have right. it be so over the top. And like, they're like, yeah, you have a real prestige movie here. Like you don't need to do what you do at the end. Like that's not a, and I'm like, no, but you don't get it. That's the whole, that's the meaning I find it all. You want to shock um, so them. And you did. So you I'm, shocked <laughs> Yeah. So I'm really glad that we stuck with it. And, um, you know, just hearing the reactions of the audiences at the film festivals has been enough proof to me that I made the right decision. Absolutely. Now, Natalia, what is it like uh, playing the same character, but different? I mean, Chris, Chris A, Chris B, but they're two different people, really. You know, we are, we're all shaped by our decisions, experiences and whatnot. So essentially, you are playing two different characters. When you had to play the two different Chris's, what kind of mindset did you go into to play one as opposed to the other? Well, so I am a mother, so there is that. Yeah. I am a real mother. So that experience is a beautiful, lovely experience being, you know, I feel so privilege to be able to you know have two children and and it is a beautiful experience yeah. so from yeah. that that chris's perspective um just being able to bring a child into this world it's like so lucky you know i feel so lucky um from chris's perspective from the the real chris um knowing that that's something that she really wanted um it was easy to bounce back again. It was I think she was very triggered by Jake's entitlement to this other world and wanting so much, but not putting not putting in the work. Um, I think it was easy. It was easy because I grew up around people who didn't put in the work, but wanted all these luxuries. And so um, I would say like that was that was my that was my go-to is like thinking about these people that wanted everything, but didn't yeah. want to sacrifice anything or put in the work. And, um, and really just uh, the alternate Chris just had it all together. I mean, who doesn't want to have it all together? Mm -hmm. uh, you reap what you sow. And, um, and in the film, you, you can tell they have this great home. Um, they have a child, a beautiful child. Uh, she has her own business. I mean, she's thriving. It's so like it's easy to fall into that. Yeah, it's easy to fall into that mentality. Like, yeah. this is great. Like, I have it all together. How did you uh, and uh, Ed, Ed Gonzalez Moreno work together uh, as scene partners? Was he, did you guys get along easily? Because you had some really great chemistry, not only in the real world, but the alternate world as well. It was just two different relationships. Even when yeah. you, he was trying to earn your respect in the real world uh, as opposed to the different great relationship you guys had in the alternate world. What was it like working with Ed? And because that chemistry really came through on the screen. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> well, actually, funny story. Um, Ed and I had worked together before the alternate. So he, the first time we ever worked together, I played his hostage 
And then the second time we worked together was on another feature where he played my older brother. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So then in the alternate, he's my husband. Um, so we already had that, you know, that chemistry as friends and um, as co-stars, I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, I, I, we have we both have very different styles of working. And I think that's always beautiful because you know, you're able to learn from the other person. And so in that way, I feel like I brought some color into Ed's way of working and he brought some, some more discipline in my way of working. And um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a beautiful merge. So it was, it was really easy working with him. He was a great person to work with. Now, Alric, what was the most important when you were casting this film, uh, you know, especially with Jake, what was that that x factor that you were looking for to find your jake um well i really wanted someone who could communicate without speaking yeah um, because there's so much of the movie that has um, no dialogue for jake where it's just him alone in a room and he has to express all these different emotions and feelings like simply with body language and with his eyes and um i Ed's got amazing eyes and an amazing face. Uh, and he's so expressive with it. And he really knows how to control um, his body language and the way that he interacts um, with the camera. And so that was a huge, that was really the X factor for, yeah. for me was to find someone who had that ability to uh, act without words, yeah. you know? And then also just to find someone who was dedicated to the project because I knew that we were going to ask a lot um, from the cast, you know, because we didn't have a big budget. We didn't have um, a big schedule. Uh, there was there was no rehearsal time or anything like that. And uh, I was really lucky that Ed and Natalia both um, put a lot of extra time into prepping the movie and rehearsing together and rehearsing with me and rehearsing together on their own. Um, and all that extra prep time made a huge difference in uh, the performances that we were able to get and uh, their dedication and their um, just like, you know, yeah, just their love for the project really made all the difference. Um, so I'm just really grateful to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really lucky that, uh, you know, this is the direction we went with because, um, yeah, it, 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 this movie it wouldn't be the same without them. No, really, absolutely it not. Now, uh, Jeffrey, the producer's role is one of the most least understood roles for people not in entertainment, okay? It's the, probably one of the most difficult. No, no offense, Albrecht, to the director. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's much harder than directing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why movies have one director most of the times, but a whole hell of a lot of producers because you guys, it's the people who put everything together. When it came with this project and the alternate, how hands-on were you with, uh, were you on the set every day? Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, very hands-on. I was there from the very beginning on the capital raise and we, you know, did a little uh, teaser shoot to do some, some crowdfunding, but as I mentioned, we actually shot it at my house. So mm -hmm. we were here half the time. So I even if you wanted a day off, you couldn't get it. I couldn't. <laughs> you know, I'm getting them out at one in the morning and then getting up at three in the morning, ready to receive them like at five in the morning. So <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. And I had just flown back from a shoot. So I literally came back and hopped into pre-production and I even did some cooking 
it was it was really intense i tell you we had uh some crew staying here and then one of my best friends housed uh three or four of the crew including ed and we, he also was the practical house and he was doing he was our main catering guy wow. so it was just crazy and and this is my hometown and so I had to deal with everything from a few disgruntled neighbors to the police, to <laughs> cooking, to getting all the food, to making sure everyone was paid and to, you know, getting this thing delivered and distributed. Now, for our viewers that don't know this, Jeffrey's responsible for some big hits that I'm sure everybody here has seen. We're talking about the 2003 Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre reboot. It was 2003, wasn't it? Yeah. 2003 with yeah. Jessica Biel. Yeah, it was Jessica Biel. Oh, God, I love that reboot. Now, my question to you is, obviously you've worked on these bigger budget films that had a lot of uh, fanfare behind them. And, uh, you know, you've also worked on independent films. As a producer... Are they completely two different worlds uh, working with these big studios, big budget, as opposed to really getting into the dirt, into the mud in an independent film and wearing all those different hats? So um, the Chainsaw, my two Chainsaw movies were different. We did have a significantly larger budget. They were uh, between 12, it was 12 million for the first one, 22 million for the second one. Our crew was you know, 50% large. We had a pretty decent sized crew. Mm -hmm. We were over 35, 30 to 35 people here in a very confined area. So most of my films, with the exception of Chainsaw, because we had so much production yeah. support, it was, it was really, that was more relaxing, a lot easier, simpler decisions, bigger decisions. But the other 20 plus movies typically are in the sub $5 million range. I'm doing a bit of everything all the time. Not usually cooking, but occasionally I'll do that <laughs> on our days off. But uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's they're pretty similar with the exception of my two larger movies. Yeah, I, and I agree. Now, Albrecht, you said this was your first feature film. Now that you've gotten your first feature film out of the way, uh, what did you learn at the end of this project that sort of took you by surprise before you started, you know, directing it, something that you did not expect that you really got a big learning experience from. Yeah, I mean, I think like everyone always says it's harder, uh, like, you know, than making a short film, like it's 10 times harder because it's 10 times longer, but it was really more like it was 100 times harder because you know? <laughs> it was just so intense and such um, a rush, you know, to get it all done uh, within the, the 19 days that we had to shoot it. We actually only had 15 and we pushed over into 19. Um, but yeah, I think the thing I, I realized um, is that, you know, no matter how much prep that you think you've done, you should you could always prep more. Yeah. Um, and the more time you give yourself, um, the, the more, you know, in pre-production, the happier you're going to be in production. Um, so I just, you know, go going into my next movie, I'm just thinking about like all the things I can do beforehand to be ready and like make sure that every single thing is like checked off, marked off that we have, you know, all our ducks in a row and that there's nothing that's we're leaving to chance. Yeah. Uh, and then when we're on set, just like just letting it go a little bit more. Like I was so worried about, um, you know, making our days and being on time and not going over. 
And I, I put so much stress and pressure on myself all the time. And I think it would have been better if I was just a little bit more easy on myself and just be like, yeah, okay, well, we didn't, we didn't make all our scenes today. We'll figure it out. You know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, whatever. Jeff's shaking his head. <laughs> well, He's like, no, I'll, it was good that you were stressed out. It was good that right. you took it seriously. I'll tell you what, for your first feature film, you did one hell of a job. Now we're out of time, but, <laughs> but Natalia, I want to ask you the final question. Uh, working with Alric and Jeffrey, what kind of environment did they bring to the set? Was it very, you know, collaborative? How would you describe it? Oh, absolutely. Alric was super collaborative. And um, it was one of my first experiences on a feature where the director was super open and collaborative and wanted to hear what we thought about our characters. And um, yeah, I found the experience so much more easy to fall into. Um, and it, again, it was such a peaceful environment as well. Everyone we worked with was such a great teammate. Um, yeah, such a great team. Like it, it, it almost hurt leaving the set because yeah. I'm like, I want to take these people to every set with me. Um, Jeffrey has become such an incredible mentor. I love Jeffrey. Jeff, Alric, I love you too. <laughs> but I'm saying like, this is just, this is like, I consider these people family. Um, awesome. Can't wait till we get to work together again. But That's yeah, awesome. such an incredible experience for sure. Thank you. I mean, guys. Jeff is the greatest, just to be yeah, fair. Jeff like we can't, no one, I'm not going to be offended. Thank yeah. you for reading the notes I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all three of you for coming on here. For our viewers, again, the movie is called The Alternate. It is coming out to DVD and digital on Tuesday, September 13th. I highly recommend you guys check out this film. It's amazing sci-fi with a little bit of horror we're not going to say you know what but it's a great sci-fi <laughs> flick that has great character storytelling and it's going to really keep you on the edge of your seats so definitely check it out the alternate september 13th i want to thank our guests alric Burcell, natalia dominguez and jeffrey allard for coming on here and sharing these great stories uh, I want to thank our viewers, those who are tuning in live, and those who will be watching this later on. On behalf of all four of us, stay safe and stay walking. Good night, everybody. Yeah.